act in a program I did, a Weird Weekends episode about rap. Can you remember any of the rap that you did? My money don't jiggle jiggle, it folds. I like to see you wiggle wiggle, for sure. It makes me want to dribble dribble, you know, riding in my fear. You really have to see it, six feet two. How I wish I could make that my new intro. <laughs> <coughs> Uh, pardon my voice, guys. I'm actually kind of coming down with a cold right now. I got like a sore throat and, uh, I kind of got a fever and a cough. So pardon me, like this episode might have like a raspy voice. But, uh, if you missed last episode, I did mention that, uh, I am at the moment having trouble finding some guests right now. And it's mainly because most of the people I've lined up are still in school and it's coming down to the last weeks of the semester and my guests including me are trying to buckle down and finish strong so these next few episodes will probably just be solo episodes with me and I probably just won't even put the intro in since it really just uh retains to the guests when I put in the intro <coughs> uh, pardon me but have you guys heard that sound on TikTok? It is the greatest minute sound mix I've ever heard in my life. And I just heard it for the first time yesterday. And it's just people dancing to it. And it's just got such a badass beat. And I had to figure out, like, where did this sound come from? And it came from this British, uh, like, YouTube dating show where, like, it's a blind date and you go into this chicken this chicken shop that serves like chicken sandwiches and chicken tenders it's basically like chick-fil-a right <clears throat> and um there's this i'd say he's probably 40 years old because he is he does have like gray and white hair and the girl is like 23 years old maybe 25 she's literally my age and it's it's the greatest five minutes I've ever seen in my life because whoever that guy is, which is the voiceover of the mix that I just played for you, he uh, he did something for the weekend where he, I think he came up with some rap lyric for him and he's literally just singing it to uh, the girl across from him and he's doing it without any beat, like you guys heard the beat. It sounds really good, right? So I was watching the video and he's doing it without a single beat. And it's just so funny because <laughs> the date's going so bad. I watched like the entire five minutes and, and it's just one of those dates where you can tell like they're two completely different people because it's probably because of the age, but let me play you the part where he sings the original lyrics that some guy on TikTok put a voiceover for because it's 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 literally hilarious. Okay, so here's the original edit that uh the guy is singing to the mix that I played for you guys at the beginning of the episode. Weekend's episode about rap. Can you remember any of the rap that you did? My money don't jiggle jiggle, it folds. I'd like to see you wiggle wiggle for sure. It makes me want to dribble dribble, you know, ride it in my fear. You really have to see it. Yeah, so I don't know if you could tell, but I'm really obsessed with this audio. <clears throat> and 
half of it's because obviously it has a great beat and I love just seeing the TikToks of the synchronized dancing, but it's also because the guy uh, singing it who's on the date, I just love how they have accents. I am a fucking simp for accents, whether if it's English or British or Australian, Scottish, I don't care. I am... Anyone that has an accent, I just automatically simp over, which is so ironic. I'm talking to this guy on Hinge right now who has an accent, and already I'm like, so you need head or what? (laughs) I'll I'll show you his, you know what, let me pause and I'll, uh, I'll, I'll bring up his uh, Hinge profile because he hasn't, he has like one of those audio clips, you know what I mean? Yeah. Let me, let me play it for you. This is him. His name's, uh, Matthew. So I'm going to be working in a camp just outside of Denver for the whole summer, but I also get time off to travel around. So I'm just wondering what, like, what's good places to travel to in Colorado, but also like around the United States. Cause I know there's like plenty to see, but like what's worth seeing. Um, so yeah. And if someone wants to show me around, like, I mean, that would be much appreciated as well. So, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. At least someone can show me around Denver. Fuck. I really hope I get at least to take him out on a date because I I don't know what it is. I, I don't know. It's something for some fucking psychologist to figure out why I am just so attracted to accents. Guys or girls, I don't care. I am in love with accents. And, uh, who knows? It probably won't work out because he's a guy and guys fucking suck. But, but this is funny. It's, this has never happened in an episode where I've really played you guys in audio twice. Like I played you two audios now. I don't think I've ever even played you one. Maybe I think Ryan Moga and I, we played a TikTok and how, just cause it was so like sad and it was moving or something, but I don't think I've ever, besides that, played an audio for you guys, just because, like, I'm a visual learner, and I feel like a lot of people out there are too, and it's, I don't know, it's not satisfying to me when you don't have the visual, which brings me to this point, Um, I've been getting a lot of requests to uh, bring Under the Sun podcast to a video, whether if it's YouTube or... I put it on Apple and Spotify, but you guys are able to watch it visually on there. Like, that's what Rogan does. It's what a lot of podcasters do. And I was looking into it. And it turns out it's to do it officially, like, do everything right, which I have to or because I'm really OCD about things. And it's why I moved to uh, microphones and stuff with this podcast pretty quickly. Like, it was only... 15 episodes and I was releasing them twice a week so it was only like seven weeks probably even less before I moved to official audio on here because I remember I played it back once and it it just didn't sound official and I was like we're not we're, we're not doing this like we need we need to sound official like we need to get editing into here like we need to stop recording off our phones And, you know, fast forward a year later, my year anniversary for the podcast came up, actually, uh, April 14th or something, I want to say. It was either the 14th or the 15th. 
because I remember I got in my Snapchat memories and I'm like, wow, has it been, well, it's been more than a year. I don't know. I've, I've mentioned a couple times on the podcast where I said I recorded my first episode like the day after the Super Bowl when the Bucks won against, why am I blanking on who they played? The Chiefs, right? Yeah, the Chiefs. Okay. I recorded my first episode with Brady like a week after or the day after. It was something like that. And I recorded up to like 10 or 11 episodes for you guys. And then I released my first one on April 15th because I had to get a, I had to get an intro and I had to get cover art for it. And it took a while and it was all worth it in the end. So my year anniversary for first releasing an episode was like a week ago and wow how far have we come ladies and gentlemen right I I started recording off my phone like my first two episodes or three I don't know my first episode was at Brady's house and we were recording off my iPhone and it just don't go listen to it because it's just the quality is just so terrible and plus he was high as fuck (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and he 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 would admit it. So, the second one, me and Iris, we did it in her car, and Bashford. Fuck, I need to have Bashford back on. I've been really wanting to have, uh, basically who was she was my mom in high school. I had her all four years, <clears throat> and uh, I haven't had her on since. Like she's like one of the only first guests that I haven't had back on. But it's mainly just because. After I went off to college and I just wasn't so close with her, I didn't know what else to talk to her about besides like professional stuff. So I got I got to reach out to her see if she'll come back on. But I we have official equipment now and this spare bedroom people like to call the pod room. Like we've come a long way, ladies and gentlemen. And hopefully one day under the sun gets to a video representation. I I hope so, but it's like I said, it's going to be like $1,700 to officially do it. And I absolutely don't have that. Like you need to get, uh, you need to get a lot of stuff and and it's mainly like some weird names and numbers. I don't remember. So, uh, I just want to say thank you for everyone that reached out about last episode, uh, I didn't even expect anyone to reach out and I had at least nearly half a dozen people reach out and you guys are so awesome. So as always, thank you so much for supporting the podcast. Like a lot of people ask like how many viewers you get and I'm like, I should be getting zero. Like I don't have anything good to say, (laughs) but I love how you guys tune in, you know, week in and week out with my episodes and I really appreciate you guys reaching out and caring about my health. Um, for those of you who didn't listen to last week's episode, it was a pretty melancholy episode. I was really going through the ringer cause I got 10 hours of sleep the entire week and I'm doing a little bit better. Uh, like I said, now I have a cold to deal with, but I mean, that's really the least of my worries. So I don't, I don't really care that much. I'm really trying to focus on now that the herniated disc is doing a lot better. I'm really trying to figure out the whole sleep thing. 
Uh, that's really been the center of my attention for three years, and it's really been frustrating just essentially getting nowhere. So I, I, I had an appointment today, actually, with my nurse practitioner, and I unfortunately had to miss it because usually I have anatomy and physiology lab on Monday, but since we had a quiz, we usually have quizzes on Wednesday, and I, like, booked that appointment like a month ago, and I didn't know we were going to have a quiz, and it was, you know, the exam was right during the time I was supposed to be uh, at the appointment, so I couldn't go to it. And that happened with my PT appointment, uh, whether if it was, I think it was two or three weeks ago. I usually schedule my appointments with my nurse practitioner on Wednesdays because I only have one class and it's in the morning and it's an hour and 15 minutes long. So I have the entire rest of the day. So that's when I usually schedule the appointments. But when we have exams for uh, the lab, it's usually right after that class. And it's usually when I schedule my appointment, I usually like to go to class and I like to go to my appointments. So... Yeah, I'll have to give them a call and, you know, do more adulting, do the bare minimum, right? <laughs> All right, we're 13 minutes into this, so I should probably start talking about what I want to talk about today. So my day was nearly single-handedly ruined because of one man, and that man goes by a solicitor. I don't know if I've ever mentioned this on the podcast, but I absolutely despise solicitors, okay? And it's mainly because when I was 10 years old, I got gypped by one. He wasn't really a solicitor. He was more of an entrepreneur, but in a way, they're kind of similar. I can't remember how old I was. I was either 10 or 11, and it was a week past my birthday, and I got all this birthday money. It was probably close to $300, right? And this dipshit at the at Flatirons Mall who's working a kiosk he comes up to me he's like yo try this out and it's one of those uh I don't know what do you call those things that are like the electromagnetic I don't even know if that's the word I'm such a fucking moron Jesus it's one of those pads that you put on your muscles and they make you twitch I feel like the word electromagnetic should be in there but I really don't know but anyway those were pretty hot at the time they were just coming out and he saw a 10-year-old boy who wanted to pray on the week. And he's like, try this out. And I remember I just kept saying no. And I kept saying no. And then he just kept doing what solicitors and entrepreneurs do where it's like, well, well, just for you, sweetheart, I'm going to lower the price by $50 just for you. He said something like that. It might have been 100 I just remember he would not give up. And how dare you fucking prey on a 10-year-old boy? Like, it really bothers the shit out of me when entrepreneurs and solicitors, door-to-door salesmen, whatever it is, whenever they, it, it bothers the absolute dick out of me. And of course, I caved in. And the moment I bought it, I was, I remember I was sitting with Jack at Red Robin. I was like, dude, I really don't want this anymore. Like, it's, and it was mainly just because I, I was really born cheap. I am fucking born cheap dude i was like dude this is a hundred dollars i think i think i paid a hundred dollars for it like the original price was 150 and his course well just for you i'll do 100 i'll fuck you piece of shit i hate him hate him and i was like jack i don't i don't think i really want this man like i only have like 300 dollars, which is still a lot for a 10 year old but i was like this could have been spent on shoes or something or clothes whatever i i don't know 
He's like, yeah, dude, I don't know why you bought that shit. And I was like, all right, Jack, rub it in my face, you fucking dick. You're supposed to support your friend, you piece of shit. <laughs> so I remember I went to go take it back. I was like, dude, uh, listen, I paid all of that. I, I remember I even, Jack was so smart at the time. He's like, dude, like he, he played you like a fucking violin. So you really got to come up with a convincing story to get your money back. Because I feel like... He's not going to give it to you. And he was absolutely right. So the story I went with, it was the truth, but it was like also bending the truth. I was like, so listen, I only got $100 for my birthday. And that was it. Like that was all my birthday money. And I spent it on this thing. And it turns out like I don't want it. I don't need it. And then I remember I even dipped. I even dove deeper in the story at the time because I was... I was really thinking on my feet. I was like, all right, I fucking got this shit. I told him, I remember I told him, I was like, listen, um, my mom's going to be really mad. Like she just gave it to me and, uh, she wanted me to spend it on this and that or something. Like, I I think I said, uh, she wanted me to spend it on books for school or something. Right. And even still that fucking piece of shit douchebag was like, Listen, man, I feel for you, but once the money goes in the drawer, it can't come out. And I just remember 10-year-old me was like, and just anyone, even still me, I still think, well, no, you can. You reach into the register, you pull out my money that you gypped a fucking 10-year-old kid on, and you give him back his money. I don't give a shit what you're going through, whether you, you fucking are dealing with a divorce because some woman couldn't could not bear the sight of you. I don't give a shit what your excuse is. You're going to give me my money back. And he just didn't. And just from then on, like I I learned my lesson. Like I have no sympathy for solicitors, like entrepreneurs or people like that. It's a fucking fake career. Like I, I respect people that do make it and stuff, but I really just think it really does come from preying on the weak and, just trying to jip people out of their, especially old people, like they're, you know, you're trying to jip them out of your social security. You're trying to jip them out of their social security checks for, you know, something that they definitely don't need. And this solicitor came up to my door and I didn't even know he was one at first. And he's like, so I'm from XL Energy and you should have gotten this bill saying it's going to be increased by 20 or 30%. And I'm like, okay. I was like, I didn't get that, but I mean, I don't really check the mail unless it's addressed to me because <laughs> I still live at home because I am a fucking winner and a half, ladies and gentlemen. God, I got to move out soon, but I'm just dealing with too many responsibilities where I really don't want to live at home, but I have, I'm humble enough to know that with what I'm going through, like I wouldn't make it out there. Like I don't need any more financial responsibility at the moment i really don't so it does it suck living at home yes but like it's really i'm really stressed out right now and the fact that i don't have to pay for rent or anything is like a blessing in disguise to be honest like does it suck i don't like have like a huge freedom that everyone else has yes but it is nice saving money and having more disposable income so Anyway, uh, back to the story, like, I really don't check mail that isn't addressed to me. So, I, I told him, like, nah, dude, I, I didn't, I didn't see any bill. 
and then and then you immediately find out that he's a solicitor. He's like, we're gonna put solar panels on your house and you know we're gonna go up in the attic and see if you can save some money there and we're gonna insulate the home so you can save money and this and that and blah 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 and i don't know how did i make his argument sound more convincing than he did because he didn't even sound convincing at all but anyway i was cleaning my hydro flask at the time and i you can just tell, like, the moment I found out he was solicitor, like, I didn't seem interested. He just kept going on. I even walked away for a bit, and I just, I, I just should have shut the fucking door. But I was thawing out some chicken at the time, and the sink was still going, and it overflowed. And the moment I told the guy to fuck off as nicely as possible, I saw that, uh, you know, the sink was starting to flood, and it's not like it did any damage or anything but i was irritated i was like this motherfucker like i literally just wanted to go outside and punch him in the face and be like this is what this is why you guys fucking suck i don't i don't know why we don't have a no solicitors sign on you know what i am gonna order that right now off of amazon because people have that why do we not have it I mean, we don't get them a lot. It's not like we get them week to week. We probably get them once a year. But the moment that guy left, I was like, you just took out like an easy 37 seconds of my life that I will never get back. And it shouldn't be a big deal, right? But that was the biggest deal to me. Like, you, you guys are fucking scammers, okay? Like, go get a real fucking job. Go to school or... Go get, go do anything. Go work at fucking McDonald's. I have more respect for people that work at McDonald's than those who are just trying to fucking work the pyramid scheme and work their way to the top by selling some bogus fucking item. Even if it isn't bogus, it's still bogus. Oh, I fucking hate him. I hate him, ladies and gentlemen. So... <laughs> The guy immediately ruined my day because the fucking sink was flooding. I had to clean it up. I was like, I'm going to fucking beat your ass. Pardon my profanity, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry, but they just get me so angry. Yeah, so I just paused the podcast because I went to go order a no solicitor sign on Amazon. I absolutely cannot stand them. Such a fucking disappointment of a job, if you even want to call that. Okay, so for this final subject, and I'll keep it as quick as possible, uh, I did want to talk about Ezra Miller and the DC Universe. Like, you guys know I'm a huge fan of DC Comics. And there's even been plenty of times on this pod. I think it's been at least three or four times where I've had my... Uh, I have an editor now. Let's go. That edits the episode. I... I always tell my editor, like, just edit out anything that I talk about the DC universe where I just kind of get too emotional about it, which is mainly all of it. Like, I remember there was an entire conversation that uh, he edited out for when Sam and I talked about the Batman just because I care about these characters so much. And, you know, everything that Warner Brothers does with them, or at least what they're doing with them now, just sends me through the roof. But I think... um. I just don't care anymore. Like, I, I, I've let it go. So I think I can finally talk about 
the DCEU without any emotions. And I just want to touch on quick how Ezra Miller has gotten arrested twice. So Ezra Miller plays The Flash. And he's played him. He had a brief cameo in Batman v Superman. And he was in Justice League, obviously. Which, ironically, he was the only character that was good in both cuts. Like, I will never give the Justice League, like the Josh Whedon Justice League cut, like any credit. But uh, Ezra Miller did great in both cuts. And this guy's going off the deep end. I don't know if you guys have seen the reports, but he's been arrested twice in Hawaii. One less than a month ago for uh, getting in a fight at a karaoke bar with a woman, I believe. And just yesterday, he got arrested in Hawaii again for like throwing a chair at a woman. Different woman, but nonetheless, like there was a lot of speculation. And I remember, I think it was either the producers. I think it was the producers or the director of The Flash that comes out. Uh, I think it's June of 2023 where the producers of the director said Ezra Miller's had a lot of meltdowns during the production of the flash, which was a shock to everyone. Like he just seems like a really well put together guy who whenever he walks in the room, he just lights it up with his charisma and his personality So when we all heard this, we were pretty shocked. I know I was. Now there's a second incident. And a lot of people, this is the biggest topic that everyone's talking about. What are you going to do now that Ezra is in the hot seat of the century, right? A lot of people are like, should we recast him? Should we not even uh, release the Flash? So I want to express my two cents on it. You guys know I'm a huge comic book fan. Like even Marvel. Uh, I'm excited for lore. For lore. Jesus. Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, the teaser trailer just came out for it. And it looks so good. I'm, a real, I'm really excited to see Natalie Portman. Woman so hot. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I don't know if you guys have heard the rumors. But it's basically been confirmed that The Flash, since he's a Scarlet Speedster who can travel across infinite universes and timelines, right? It's been rumored that Warner Brothers wants to take the direction where they are going to erase most of the current DC Extended Universe movies, including Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Justice League. It's mainly just the Zack Snyder movies, but they're also releasing... or. You know, they're getting rid of uh, the first Suicide Squad with uh, Will Smith and stuff. So the moral of the story is they Warner Brothers wants to start clean. And there's been a lot of rumors behind that. And I don't want to go into it. Like, we, we, we could be here for hours why Warner Brothers is doing it. And at the end of the day, no one really knows why. I have my thoughts on it, but I don't want to really get into it. It's really not important. But the Flash is going to like reboot the entire DC universe by going to a different Earth or timeline or universe or all three, like whatever, right? But now we're at this point where, oh, by the way, like Cyborg is going to be gone, um, who was supposed to be in the movie originally, which is funny, ironic. 
uh, Ben Affleck, like he's not coming back as Batman. Henry Cavill, he's not coming back as Superman. I think the only people that are coming back from the original DC universe is Aquaman and Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn and Wonder Woman. And that's about it. Like everyone else is getting entirely rebooted. So what do you do now? Because with this second incident, I feel like you have to recast. I No, you do have to recast. They Mark my words right now. Today's 420. By the way, before I get, before I get back on track. Happy 420, everybody. Uh, technically, it'll be 421 by the time you guys listen to this. But there's never been a holiday that I've been so uninterested in and... It's because we just doesn't sit well with me in any way, shape, or form. It makes me super anxious. It makes me paranoid. And I know it makes some of the population that does weed anxious and paranoid, but times that by 10 and that's really me. Like, I seriously, it just changes my brain so much where I'm not thinking straight, obviously, And just the smallest things make me so anxious and paranoid. And I hate how it makes my heart beat at the speed of light. It's nothing about weed has ever been fun for how many times I've done it. I've probably done it two dozen times in my life. And out of those two dozen times, all of them have been straight up shitty. Out of all the times I've ever been high, I strictly remember there have been two that were like really good. And I feel like that's what most stoners or most people that use weed kind of get where they get that like happy feeling where every brain neuron is just firing on all cylinders and it makes you feel great. I've had two of those. And I think ever since those two highs, because they were pretty early, so this might surprise most people. I started smoking weed in eighth grade, like... Uh, the last, cause I think we had trimesters for middle school. So it was the last trimester where, uh, I had a source for it. It was Jack. It's, I, I was like, I'm not going to name him, but I'm, I'm definitely going to name him. <laughs> it's fucking Jack. He's like, yo, like I've been getting high. Like, this is awesome. Like you got to try it out. And of course, any eighth grader under peer pressure, it's not like he even peer pressure me. He's like, dude, you got to try it. And I'm like, I'm in like, I, Jack and I were so such great friends at that point we were such good such great friends at like fifth grade but even then i just i was like i trust this guy's opinion and i remember the first couple of times like it was just weird i didn't i remember i think those rumors are true where the first time you ever get high like you don't or the first time you ever smoke or do something like you don't get high Because I remember I just didn't. I was like, dude, I already got a tolerance already. This is crazy. And then the next time I just got fucking high as shit. And it wasn't bad. It wasn't good. It was just kind of one of those neutral ones where you don't know how to feel. So you just kind of take everything in. And then a couple times after that, it was like, I was still kind of anxious and paranoid. But not even close to compare what it is now. Just because like. I'm more anxious and paranoid, I want to say, in the sober sense, just because I'm dealing with so much shit, right? I really do feel like you have to be in the perfect mindset. And I think eighth grade, when I had zero responsibility for anything, 
that's that's when I got the best high because I remember I had one in eighth grade and then I think I had one freshman year. And ever since then, um, I've kind of just been using it for sleep. And then I unfortunately found alcohol, which sucks. Because I've said this on the podcast thousands of times. I wish I could just be a stoner. Like stoning, stoning, Jesus. Smoking weed, just weed for you in general, it's way better for you. Like I've done research on it. I've written papers on it. Like the benefits severely outweigh the costs when it comes to weed and with alcohol it's the complete opposite like the cost usually outweigh the benefits of it and I really wish I could be a stoner at the end of the day but it just sucks like my mind doesn't work that way and unfortunately with alcohol like it it's fine like it's makes me feel how it makes everyone else feel like it's you, you you drink to have a good time usually which is fine, but I just don't like, you know, the weight that it adds on you, like the actual weight, because I'm trying to get that uh, physical physique, and I know eventually I'm going to have to give up drinking to get that physique, which I will, but uh, I'm just trying to fix all my other problems right now before I go down that path. Like, I haven't been to the gym in like a month or two, so that's just not on my mind right now. My mind is just trying to get to a stable state with all my problems right now. So happy 420 to all you folks out there that smoke. That's awesome. And I'm really happy for you. I saw a lot of people post about it, which is awesome. Can any of you tell I have ADHD that I just go off on tangents? It's what me and Michael did. So my apologies back to the DC universe. I think The Flash is going to be released, and I think Ezra Miller is still going to be it. I think it's too late, because I know the movie's in post-production. So I don't think they're going to recast The Flash that quickly, and they're going to reshoot like the entire movie and just take Ezra out of it and then put a new actor into it. But after that, I I feel like Warner Brothers Discovery, it's so cool to call them that now, I remember, because I think it's been two years since Warner Brothers wanted to buy Discovery or vice versa. I can't remember who wanted to make that deal. But it's finally been made. I think the final uh, payment for the deal was like $44 billion. And I remember thinking, now that Discovery executives are coming in and taking over Warner Brothers we can finally get a better DC universe because I think Warner Brothers, like I think I've said, I don't know, I probably edited out so many times or my editor has edited out before I got him, that I keep saying Warner Brothers doesn't care about any of their franchises, especially the DC universe. Like you can tell Marvel and their executives, they care about... They, they, they care about their fans, whether if it's Star Wars or Marvel, and they listen to them. And they're not there to steal your money. They're not there to just sit your ass in a seat, even though, ironically, that's pretty much what they do. But they do it by creating good content. What Warner Brothers tends to do is to just cash, like to bring their cash grab uh, characters to the screen. And I think it's something I told my editor to edit out for the Batman that I talked about with Sam where 
we didn't need another Batman. We definitely didn't, but they created it anyway, and it was strictly for money, I feel like. Like, there was no need for the Robert Pattinson Batman movie. As much as I love it, we didn't need it. So, I figured when this merger was going to happen, that was going to happen. And I think they merged a year ago, but the deal wasn't final. The deal was made final about two years ago. And I was just like, I was a kid on Christmas morning when I saw on social media that Discovery executives were like, we want an overhaul of DC projects. I seriously, I, I thought it was like April Fool's. I'm like, is this seriously happening right now? I remember, so this is the goals that DC, um, D- Warner Brothers Discovery wants to do. Discovery, it's mainly Discovery because Warner Brothers doesn't care. Discovery wants to bring in a writer like Kevin Feige, which is the executive like writer, producer, owner for Marvel, whatever he is. And you, we, we can all see, like, whenever Kevin Feige was hired, like, the DC material, or the Marvel material was just getting awesome. And that's what Discovery wants to bring in for DC. And I'm just so, I'm so excited for that. And I think the most exciting statement that uh, DC, or, or God damn it, I'm sorry. The statement that Discovery Warner Brothers made is that I think Superman has been really neglected and we want to bring him back to the big screen. Like, you guys know I'm a huge Superman fan. And I was just really excited. Because I feel like I have... I've been neglected, like, ever since 2016. Because after Batman v Superman, like, you know, Superman just was never on the big screen. And I'm not going to count Justice League. Because that was a fucking shitty movie. Besides the Snyder Cut. That was awesome. And... I love how they also made a statement. Discovery made a statement. They're like, we're aware that like DC's in the shitter. Like we don't have any continuity to our films and well to Warner Brothers films. And we want to bring that now that we've taken over Warner Brothers. Like it, every statement that I've ever wanted to hear Warner Brothers make in the past fucking, let's say five years, Discovery did within a week or two of taking over um warner brothers and i've just never been so thrilled in my life i mean i've i've always said this to my friends like imagine that the marvel the the mcu like it happened all the way up to the avengers and then as a post-credit scene you see thanos like grabbing the gauntlet and he's like i'll do it myself or you see thanos through a portal and then bam like Iron Man's recasted, Captain America's recasted, and the universe just goes in a different direction. Like, Marvel fans would be pissed, right? Well, put yourself in my shoes. Like, that's what happened to me. And it's just really sad that we weren't, that I'm never going to get to see, like, you know, Zack Snyder complete his vision for Justice League 2 and 3. And. You know, we'll probably we're probably not gonna. Well, I know Green Lantern has a green lit show on HBO Max, but we're gonna get a Green Lantern movie with uh, whatever Carl something who was Green Lantern and Zack Snyder's Justice League. Like we were gonna get all these great like a cyborg film. We were supposed to get a cyborg film in 2020. Here we are two years later, and you know we're just rebooting the entire franchise. So. 
not gonna lie, I feel like I did pretty good keeping my cool about this entire conversation. Like, I mean, like I said, I'm over it, but whenever I talk about it, I'm like, oh yeah, that sucks. But uh, I think that's enough geeking out for one episode. So, as always, guys, thank you for uh, tuning into the podcast week in, week out, and thank you always for reaching out. Like, you guys warm my heart. Like, you really do. Because most of you guys are, you see how much this podcast means to me and how, like, whatever I say on it, I stand by. And you guys come to me with your opinions, whether you like it or not. Like, I don't care if it is good or bad. Like, I I love your opinions, period, because it makes me better as a podcaster. So, as always, thank you guys for listening so much. I, I appreciate the support. And... I will do my best to get you guys an episode on Monday, but if not, definitely next Thursday. So I will talk to you guys then.